Mr. Plug here tells me you killed a man in the bilges with your bare hands. Is that right, Aruxy? It is. And if they try to kill me, I will do it again. I don't allow killing on my ship. When you kill a man on my ship, your life is forfeit. See, mateys, there be trouble afoot and a claw on this week's episode of Dead Men Roll No Crits. This is Patrick, your grog master, your GM here on the show. And it's going to be a very short episode if I was not joined by my five favorite festering pieces of flotsam here on the high seas. Say hello to Bert, Rebecca, Seth, and Tyler. And hey. some mystery number five person. Yes, it's only four people. Will be, will be revealed <laughs> later on. <laughs> well, no, I'm I'm number five. I, I count myself. As part of the <laughs> jo- I'm, I'm joined happy, by. I'm happy to have actually, myself join. That's actually wish, pretty wholesome. I wish we had uh, Jason Keeley back here. It was so much fun last time having uh, an extra guest. Yeah, he's uh, a real he's a real treat. He's a gem. Fans, t- tell us who else you want to see on, on the the wormwood, the rock, the, the Dwayne wormwood. Johnson. <laughs> we gonna rock your Johnson if you don't cut that out, Seth. Uh, uh, what, what else can you me? do to me, Patrick? You heard me. <laughs> Excuse me. What? Uh, this is not only the uh, a milestone episode for this podcast. It also is marking about 100 pages of notes on this AP written by me in this campaign thus far. About 100. Uh, So that's me taking like the first part of this book, which you guys are just about done with, I believe. Part one of this first AP and writing in all my handwritten notes, the background story stuff uh, for you. And... I have filled up a Google document and it is very long. <laughs> well, it marks about uh, 20 minutes of work I put into my character. So, you yeah, know. yeah. So it's, it's about <laughs> even rain. Uh, uh, yeah. And milestone because guys, when we last left off, have leveled up for the first time in Pathfinder ding. second edition. Yeah. Ding the uh, level. It feels good. It feels good to level up that first time. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's some major increases that have happened from last week to this week. And at the top of today's show, this podcast, I want to talk about it, see how you guys have, have done with this new system, how your characters have grown, and particularly how any of this is going to help get one of you out of a locked sweat box. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I say, everybody, I hope you're real excited to use your new class abilities and um, uh, the new feats that you've acquired. <laughs> stage a jailbreak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what box feats did you pick, Seth? I, I hope, hope they're all... <laughs> is so, box fighting one? So, I mean, 
my my saves went up, but if this AP is gonna keep doing its little it's, it's, it's goofy clown stuff and going, oh, make a constitution check. Then I don't get any kind of benefit from leveling up. As Ability I, skill checks as are I, classic. Classic <laughs> part of Pathfinder. As I, as I slowly die inside of a box. True. <laughs> oh, goodness. You know, uh, what, let's... You, know what they, you know what they say. Everybody who dies in a box, a mimic is born somewhere else in the world. So, Oh, yo, can I be a mimic? Yeah, maybe maybe you could we'll just, just carry you around. <laughs> yeah, I think. Well, no. Uh, as we're going to talk about today, the advanced players guide for Pathfinder Second Edition has been out for some time, and now has been integrated in your characters here. Um, I don't think I have my physical copy yet. Tyler just showed his on stream. Or if I do, it might still be in a box waiting to be open. But we have the digital, and we've been looking at it. Um, part of that is uh, a good deal new rules, but um, maybe some of you have taken them, and some of you have not. Let's talk about leveling up, and we can go around the horn. We can talk about characters in general. If you guys want to have a, a general discussion, we can. But <laughs> does anybody want to particularly start? Does anybody want to dive into sure. their characters' changes? Sure, yeah, I'd love to. Oh, can do so. Um, yeah, so at level two, getting an extra spell slot, which is fun. Um, druids get a, a skill feat and an extra class feat. Um, and uh, for a skill feat, I picked up uh, natural medicine, so I can uh, use my uh, my nature skill instead of medicine uh, to treat wounds and stuff like that. So even if I don't have like all my spells available, right. I can still do a little bit of a little bit of work there. Um, rub, rub berries in the wound and, yeah, right, and right. spit and on like the forehead and pulses and things. Yeah, exactly. Wrap banana leaves so. around it and like, eh, he'll be fine. <laughs> he'll be <good>. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost perfect. Uh, yeah, you can't treat poisons and diseases with it, but like, just like, you can like stitch a wound together with some, I don't know, vines. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but other than that, uh, for my uh, for my class feat, I picked up Order Explorer, and so mm-hmm. that is that sort of lets you like dip into one of the other um, sort of traditions of the Druid class, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I've been very excited about uh, Wild Shape for a long time. Oh so, my! So yeah, I'm, so I get access to the Wild Shape Order spell. You've been excited about wild shape spells, you say? <laughs> One of the main uh, class features? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've, been, I've been pretty excited about wild shape for a little while. Uh, you can uh, spend one focus point to transform into, right now is really just like anything from the uh, from the spell pest form. So a cat, a lizard, an insect, you know. Cats are pests. Whoa, whoa, cats are pests? What the? They're considered pests. Accurate pathfinderism. I'm going to write a letter to somebody. Right. Yeah. uh, When I get access to sort of fourth level spells and I can heighten this, um, I can turn into like a bird or something. Um, Oh, it's like Maui from Moana. Yeah, it's yeah. just like that. Yeah. Eventually, so, you're just going to be get, a parrot on Cassius' call. shoulder. <laughs> yeah. Just hanging out there. How, how long does it last at this level? So this one is 10 minutes. This, one, this specific one is 10 minutes. Um, when I sort of hit level three, um, I get to add like like all the features of animal form to this. So that's when it gets a little more like sort of utility. Mm. Um and so that one gets pretty interesting. 
Um, and then sort of as you go, you can pick up new feats that sort of give you access to like other you know, sort of groups of things. So you can take one that's called like, you know, soaring shape or aerial aerial shape and uh, lets you turn into all sorts of types of big birds and such. And so, I don't like have, we talk, have we talked about focus points at all? I don't remember. I don't know you said, we have. You said the word and it just like went way over my head. Like, is it's, that what fuels some of your spells or like? Yeah. There were a lot of spell casters in, in second edition is um, what might have been called in first edition like an arcane pool or I think um, key focus pools was a thing for monks in first edition. Um, but uh, yeah, in in this one, I think it's a little more generalized in, I think several classes indeed yeah. have, have those focus pools. At least I'm pretty sure all the spellcasters do, right? I think so, yeah. Um, yeah, so I previously had a focus spell um, from my storm order, which was Tempest Surge. So it's it essentially amounts to like, I have a pool of sort of two points right now. Um, uh, it takes 10 minutes to refocus and regain one of them. Um, okay. but so, so effectively, you can sort of, you know, each combat, each time you're willing to take a little bit of time for sort of, you know, you know, like 10 minutes of downtime, you can recast the spell. And it's sort of like, you know, similar to a cantrip, it sort of like grows with you. Okay. Um, and so basically what this feat does is this adds a second focus spell to my focus list. So, Very cool. Yeah, Very so cool. I sort of got two two little things going on there. Interesting. I really I, I enjoy how different a lot of the spellcasters are in second edition, how, how you can make them kind of feel. Whereas um I, don't know, I kind of feel, felt this way about first edition sorcerers that they did have all these cool different bloodlines and builds. It seems like they've done that with wizards and druids mm. now as well. And and having gotten a, a great look at the Oracle from the uh, adventure, um, the, the advanced player's guide. But that seems similar and really cool, which is yeah. Oracles. Some of my favorite classes. Yeah, the the thing that I would love to see in a future class is a uh, a primal caster that is also a, um, a spontaneous caster. That'd be great. Mm. But that is for a future time. Maybe they'll bring the shifter forward. Who knows? Yeah, maybe so. I think they were spontaneous. Tyler, you played a shifter at one point, right? Anyway, yeah, let, let's let's continue talking about second edition. Who wants to go next? Talk about your characters. Level up. I can go. Oh, our rogue Alaris. Rebecca, what what cool things do you get? I think we're talking talking about before we started recording. You just you have every skill now, is that right? Uh all but two, actually. I am not oh trained goodness. in two of my skills. Um but well, I uh, say, yeah, so I, there there's endless lore uh skills out there, so yeah, that'll probably be next. Um, but uh, I do get a skill increase at every level, which is great because I can make something trained or an expert level. Um, so I chose religion this time because honestly, I'm surprised that I didn't do this from the beginning since she is a Desna follower, but you know, rectifying that <laughs> at level two. Um, so I'm now trained in religion. Um, I figure she's been learning about Besmara as well. So maybe that makes her more trained than previously. She has more... Uh, religious knowledge than she did. Um, and then additionally, um, for feats, um, I picked up Quick Draw just because I thought that it would be uh, utilitarian, uh, save me some actions for drawing out my sword or my uh, crossbow as needed. 
Um, and then also underwater marauder for my skill feat um, after my mishaps in the water before. So hopefully, yes. hopefully next time we're in the water, I can actually swim close enough to make use of underwater marauder. But you know, is, is everyone going to take that eventually in this campaign? <laughs> is everyone going to be uh, trained in underwater because of the scarring of the the coral fight? I mean, honestly, I think I might not. Uh, well, you could turn into a fish at one point. So. Yeah, I mean, eventually I'll turn it. I'll just turn into a fish instead. So. <laughs> Shut up, you gilly man! Just swim on over. Boy. Well, I figured, especially since my main weapon is a slashing weapon, the I, I really need to be able to use that. So, yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Um, excellent, awesome. Nothing, nothing in particular crazy about about the rogue at level two, right? Um, just a little, really. a little bit better at everything yeah. <laughs> that you'd have yeah. before. Uh, excellent. Tyler, Seth, who's next? Who wants to talk about some of our, our martial characters? Oh, I'm happy to talk about what oh. I can do. Oh, Cassius. It, this was hard. Leveling up was really hard because swashbucklers have a lot of options. And with the advanced player guide, we had a lot more archetypes and a lot more options. Um, one of the things that I will say that I lost... Um, was the ability to tumble behind, which in the playtest was a level one swashbuckler feat, is now a level two swashbuckler feat, mm-hmm. and I didn't, I didn't take it, so I lost it. But the good news is, I actually got to pick up, so I had to replace it, and then I got to pick another level one swashbuckler feat. Um, so I actually have two things that I'm much more excited for. One is called Flying Blade, and that just allows me to use to do my precision damage and my finishers with thrown weapons. So essentially, Cassius actually has a bunch of throwing knives. And this allows him for, if there's an enemy where where he just goes, you know what, I don't want to get next to that one. That one looks bad. He can just start flinging blades and still get his bonuses. That's that's a Honto and Alaris close combat. I'll be over here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And then the second one that I took, uh, which it just... uh, I wanted for versatility's sake is called goading faint. Uh, that just means that mm-hmm. if I, when I faint, instead of taking, instead of making an enemy flat-footed, I can instead elect for them to take a minus two on attacks to me. So, you know, just another option in case I'm not having trouble hitting something, and instead would rather they have much harder time hitting me. Uh, so, just rounds it all out. Uh, normally, at second level, I would get a skill feat and a swashbuckler feat, and I did take a skill feat. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing too exciting, um, but I for I forwent the swashbuckler feat so that I could take an archetype, and I took dandy. And there are two huge reasons for taking that. The the archetype dandy. Yeah. From also from uh, the advanced players guide. Is that right? Also from the advanced players guide. Yeah. Tell us all about dandyism, Bina. Being a, being a, a rarefied being a, dandy. Being a rarefied dandy. Well, um, one of the cool things about being a dandy is you can, you get, you, it, it does, it gives you a lot of bonuses to obviously charisma based things. You mm-hmm. can, um, you can affect rumors in the area that you happen to be in. Um, later on in different levels, if a player goofs up during a, a social encounter, I can actually take a reaction to try and mitigate that. Uh, eventually, I get access to something called Gossip Lore, which allows me just to roll a, for like any lore, all lore. I, I just have heard rumors and gossip enough to where I can just roll pretty much anything. It feels so, like a little little dip into bardism, being a being a bard. It really almost. does. Yeah. It really does. 
Um, I had to be trained in diplomacy to take it, which I was, but mm -hmm. the big benefit I get out of it that is pertinent and immediate is that I get to be trained in society. Okay, that's pretty nice. Mm -hmm. But it trains you in deception, and it says that if you're already trained in deception, as Cassius was, you get to boost that up to expert. So I immediately get a rather large bonus to deception, and like I said, I took goading faint, and yep. many of my abilities rely on um, being able to hit somebody with my finishers and faint allows me to put minuses to their acs and you know otherwise be a total pest on the battlefield so all of this kind of plays off of itself which makes me really really excited um also the the advanced players guide added some sub like uh subtypes so normally uh, it used to be that if you were a swashbuckler you could only be a braggart or a fencer or a gymnast Mm -hmm. But they added Battle Dancer and Wit. Um, so originally, Cassius was a braggart, which I never really felt fit too well. But I changed that to be Wit, so um, which gave me access to a skill feat called Bon Mott and allowed me to be trained in, dipl in diplomacy, which allowed me to take um, Dandy. So there was a lot of reworking that happened. Yeah, um, sounds like it. Well, yeah, let, um, like our, our listeners may or may not know. We started building these characters like five months ago at this point, maybe six months when this episode comes out. So we were working on those the test rules for the the swashbuckler, knowing that we would get the event, uh, advanced players guide and be able to 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 change some things as as you went. Yeah. So I'm stoked. Bonmo. Uh, uh, the Bonmot lowers perception DCs. Perception DCs are what the feint is based off of. Mm -hmm. So essentially, I have this really cool wombo combo where I can where I can hit somebody, lower that perception DC, and it, and just keep pummeling them with feints so that I, I am, uh, you know, um, you know, having a better chance to land those those devastating finishers. Right. Excellent. Um, sounds like Cassie's got a little bit of a boost. Don't know if you'll be doing as much tumbling, but uh, perhaps it's, it's just yeah. your character growing and, and realizing. I will still be doing some tumbling because I mm -hmm. still have to gain panache, and I can only gain panache two ways. Tumbling one is and... tumbling, and the other one is bon mot. Bon mot, I can really only do one time against some a particular enemy. So whereas mm -hmm. I may gain my initial panache that way, the next one, if I if I need to get it like two or three times, is going to be with uh, the tumble. So still important. Oh my. Excellent, excellent. Last, but of course not least, Honto talking about box feats. Seb. <laughs> yeah. Um, Boxer feats, more like. So, <laughs> monks. You're a monk. Pretty, I have a pretty uneventful uh, level two, honestly. Uh, really? Just, just get a little bit better at a lot of things. Um, and I'm sorry, a little bit better at all of their standard things, like their skills and their attacks and whatnot. Mm -hmm. AC goes up, saves go up, etc. Um, I decided that. to go with the skill feat quick jump, despite the fact that inside of a box, I don't think I'm going to be jumping. <laughs> um, it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to be a high DC, I'll tell you what. <laughs> or maybe my a, hit, my, a my hit points DC. my hit points went up from 20 to 32, but mm -hmm. are, since my character's unconscious. They're currently at zero, so that doesn't really benefit me all that much. I don't think my now you do, yeah. I don't think my AC is really going to be super beneficial. You get a, a monk feat at level two, right? Did you you take anything? I fun? did, but I want to. I want to surprise people with it. <laughs> if I get a chance, if I, I was going to say if it happens, you don't. Yeah, I know. First, 
that's that's, that's okay. just it. Hey, uh, if you, if you if you want to see what monk feet I took, well, let's see if if my character survives. <laughs> Listeners, <laughs> clap your hands if you want Honto to reveal his monk feet. Send me your energy. Clap, clap, children. We're doing like I feel like someone's doing the angels in the outfield, like. Uh, I was I was going more uh, Dragon Ball Z uh, spirit bomb, but you know. Oh yeah, send send Honto those energies. All right, I'll I'll allow it because I might have had some transgressions against you, Seth, and your character in the past that deserve some recompense in the form of allowing you your secret feats. But that's going to do it for our, our little intro, talking about these characters. Don't know if we'll go into so much detail as we level up from here but this first time I wanted to talk about it because it is a little different and it's very different for most classes for the most part because you guys can kind of go in whatever directions you want either through choosing archetypes or differing feats what have you anyway let us get back into it uh, with this week's episode and we are of course not starting on the the deck of the wormwood this week, but uh, back in another vessel's hold years ago, as we see perhaps a a dark and stormy, but not raining, just kind of like a darkened evening, a a ship creaking through the the shackles underneath a heavy overcast. We see on its the back of the the ship a placard that reads the Chimera's Teeth. And Honto, when you last saw this kind of vision, it was when you were drugged, unconscious, and press gangs brought aboard the, the Wormwood. You had a, a vision of the last time you were on a, a pirate vessel, and this is this is that ship. Uh, these, oh, good. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Wormwood crew seemingly want you dead, but in knocking you out again this last last week's episode... Sent you straight back into where you you last left off here in this dream state, into the embrace of Tapuo, Tapuo, Tapeyu, Tapeyu of the Saltfoot Clan, your training partner in your your monkish ways, the Aruxi kind of fighting style. Mm-hmm. And this is years ago when you and he were taken from the coastline by a dozen or so pirates who netted you up, kind of brought you down like so many other prey that they might hunt along the coastline here. All the while, you and Tepeu going down, swinging, maybe killing one or two of them uh, as you were knocked unconscious then and there. Only so much you can do, though, against that many, that many pirates. And as you awaken in this dream world, once again, chained up alongside uh, Tepeu, you have uh, kind of a greater understanding than the last time you were here. It's that feeling of being in a dream and kind of realizing that you are dreaming, you have kind of like a greater un- like awareness of the the pirate ship around you. You get more of the the sensations, perhaps the swaying of the ship, the salt in the air. Whether this be nightmare or dream, it feels extremely real to you, and seems to be just how you remembered it reawakening on that vessel, the Chimera's Teeth, years ago. As you are coming to, Tepeu says, uh, It is good you are awake now. I've trained you well. As we exercised our bodies, it has aligned our minds. I'm using the dream walk on us now. 
and I must apologize, Honto, for I fear for our life. It is not something that I would have done hastily if, if not, the need arise. As he stirs, he just kind of takes in his surroundings, um, previously surrounded by uh, countless uh, hostile people wailing on him, and now he's back here. Uh, probably the this is this is a recollection of one of the worst times of his life, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and seeing Tepeyu is strange to him, and he just shakes his head and says, "I'm here again." There's there's no relief from this, is there? Not run from your past. The dream walk is is a method of alignment of our spiritual energy. While we trained, we conditioned our bodies to retrieve that energy, store our our thoughts in, and dreams in it. It was the way of of the old people, the Lagarni. But my mother says that it predates them. It was an art of our people from centuries prior that we forgot. What is what is the point? How does this help? That is for you to decide. Take from these experiences, good or bad, what you will to strengthen yourself. In a moment, they will take us upstairs and you will be as brave as you were when this first happened. I want to be anywhere but here right now. There is no escape. But like then, you must do what you can to stay alive, Honto. You must protect yourself. You must trust yourself. And remember that no matter what they, they do to your body, no matter how harsh their treatment, they, they cannot touch your mind while in this state. While you are here, you are impregnable. You are undefeatable. I'll, I'll try my best. Indeed, it is just a moment or so later that the hatch is opened above and pirates pour in, taking the two of you chained up to the top deck, led like cattle as these strong pirates kind of yank your chains topside, leading you up some stairs to the, the forecastle of the ship where we see some more colorful crew of the Chimera's Teeth now to determine who is going to be added kind of after the fact to your list of perhaps killable pirates in the shackles. Uh, I went back and used a a classic Pathfinder first edition m- source of material that I've, I've used for this AP prep before and another one that I've used at at, at my disposal uh, I went back to the game mastery guide for first edition is one of the best friends a GM can have it has a ton of stuff that doesn't matter what system you're in just some great resources like oh you need a name for so and so like boom there's like a list of them uh, the second edition one I've used a lot for this AP we've talked about but the first edition one mwah, so good in that <laughs> Game Mastery Guide, First Edition Game Mastery Guide. Not only is there a D100 table of, like, colorful sailors, there's also a D100 table for captains. So I figured I'd let you roll for the the crew of the Chimera's Teeth here, the uh, the ship that kind of took you a whole hostage. new A whole new group of people for me to hate. Hooray! Yeah, we're just oh boy. We're piling on. <laughs> your your list of allies truly is thin. It's you know so it's like a wafer. I really I should have something to write with. <laughs> I guess we're recording this, but uh let's roll uh, a D one hundred first. All right. And get a get a sailor and boatman from from this list. Yeah, forty two. 
A 42 it be. Ooh. The answer to the life, the universe, and everything. Ooh, perhaps one of the first figures you see, the first mate of the Chimera's teeth, is got a, a huge, like, timber axe and wears forest leathers and things like that. It is a sailor named Christot, a, mm. a logger who uh, you could see standing on, like, giant timbers being forded down some of the rivers of the, the sodden lands. Seems he's taken up to piratical ways underneath a captain. Give me another D100 roll. 17. Ooh, Captain Antoine Seaborn. <laughs> Antoine Seaborn and Christot. I'm going to actually put these in the chat. So, Sure, sure. Antoine Seaborn. Seaborn is wonderful. Great name. I like it. So they, they lead you to the, the captain's feet here, and uh, uh, you and Te- Tepeu are kind of brought before the captain who says, uh, Ye fell beasts killed two of me men trying to take ye alive. Would have been a smarter idea to kill one of ye and just write this trip up as a loss. But I'm a shrewder business-minded pirate than some of the others that travel these coastlines. Uh, Methinks that two highly trained lizards like ye would do well at Black Rock. <laughs> I think uh, hearing that, uh, Hanto would look over at Tepeu and just kind of search his eyes to see if there's any understanding there because he's never heard of Black Rock before. Let me make a quick roll. 13 on the dice. I think Tepeu might have heard of this through some of the sailors that have like come through the territory in the past or. Or, or traveling merchants, things like that. Green blood at Black Rock is, as it's known, is potentially the most wild fighting pits in all of Galerion. There are very few rules. The kind of gladiators that go to test their might there are either some of the most foolhardy of fighters in the entirety of uh, of this area of the world or truly desperate and chained men enslaved champions that that go there and fight to the death i think i see where this is going yeah this is this is how you get there um seaborn captain seaborn says uh the fighting pits are where ye are headed i plan to sell ye at a high price to a pirate crew if and you survive the fights Monsters and killers await ye. So if in your hope to live, I'd get that green blood up. Get angry and get ready. Get ready to kill if you understand me. Tepeo looks grave, uh, kind of gravely in your direction as as that is seeping in. What what would Honto's response be now or back then? It could be either or. You can kind of just like go through the motions of, of how this happens or say something new in the stream state. Um he's he's lived through this moment before um mm-hmm. and honestly just because his his attempts to to avoid befalling the same fate a second time have have ended him up in a similar situation he just kind of looks down at the floorboards and just waits mm-hmm. waits for this dream to end yeah however he gets out of this and into mm-hmm. whatever awaits him at this point in this dream state, you you're led back below deck, chained to the wall here, fed scraps of food and and are able to meditate with to pay you. It is days 
of uh, of sailing better part of a week before you reach your destination. And I mean, you can live through this in in real time, but it feels like almost years pass in this state as you're unconscious. As we travel back on board the Wormwood, travel out of this dream state. I want to talk to Gandoso, Alaris, and Cassius. Hey, have their players on this podcast? <laughs> hey, Hello. we're here too. <laughs> so last week, uh, it seems like Mr. Plug or Master Scourge tried to put Honto in this position to have him killed, or maybe the plan was to have him kill one of these other pirates. Regardless, he's, you know, beaten unconscious before your eyes, taken from below deck. Do you think your characters started throwing punches or, or tried to, to make a fuss when this happened? Um, no, probably not. Like, I don't think violence is going to get... I don't think Cassius, you know, Cassius being a pirate, uh, the captain hasn't made his proclamation yet. And so there is still potentially a, a window of trying to influence that decision. Um, and breaking the captain's one rule of don't talk to him. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> uh, I mean, but I don't, I mean, I don't know. I, guess, I don't think Cassius thinks that he could take on all the people he would have to take on. Oh no, you would certainly also be knocked unconscious as Rosie Cuswell is because she, you know, she got her blood up in almost killing uh, Itchy Toe Greg last week. If if you guys recall, I think (laughs) is this the second time you've saved Itchy Toe Greg, uh, Jabert (laughs) Candoso's like (laughs) healed. It might be. (laughs) No, maybe. Maybe the first I, time I don't know why away. we're not friends yet. <laughs> I think you healed Fipshema before, but uh, maybe, <laughs> first uh, time you've like uh, stabilized him as well. Yeah, so they have to like disarm Rosie Cuswell and yeah, give her a couple of rope bashes as uh, as she sees Honto being kind of like dragged out of there. Um, but yeah, it, it, if you guys do start to step forward, you, you see some friendly pirates like Sendara Quinn trying to hold. Rosie back, maybe trying to like stay you, Barefoot Sam's, and Tilly Brackett kind of come over and, and guard you, Cassius, guard you, uh, Alaris. And yeah. Similarly, maybe some of the officers of the ship are trying to keep other people from fighting, so they're they're holding back a Phipps Chumlet or Jimothy Tippins as as uh there seems to be almost a brawl over over Honto. And it was in this kind of abrupt chaos of people shouting and potentially threatening weapons that Honto unconscious is carted back upstairs and right behind him, the dead, the corpse of, of mutton chop McGee. I can't forget our, our casualty from last week. And you guys can follow behind and, and gather up on the top deck, kind of talk it out. Is there, what would, uh, what would your characters be saying here? Good question. Um, you know, the penalty for, for murder, for killing on the ship is a keel hauling. Yeah. I, is there anyone I we know don't. who might have some kind of influence who might, I, I mean, we haven't made friends with any friends of the captain, right? Aye, and the captain be, seems pretty invested in not being spoken to. But, well, uh, but perhaps the, uh, his, um, partner, his friend, uh, cocky, cocky, Okita Rune. Rune is her name. The cabin girl. Yeah, I think uh, she, she still hates, hates you. <laughs> <laughs> right. You can you can ask for a request uh, from her, but that's, that's going to be high, DC. <laughs> mm. I, I don't even think I could be able to sway 
that one. She seems quite bitter and cold, but we may have to take a bit. I do not know. Well, actually, would Cassius know maybe how long they're going to keep him in the box before they decide his fate? I mean, it's basically a torture implement. Right. So it could uh, be days, right? He's not dead in an hour. No, more than likely not. Um, uh, Sandara Quinn will, will come up and, and kind of add her her two cents in and, and says they, they kept Jake's magpie down in the bilges. Similarly, after they caught him cheating for like three or four days before the, the captain cared <laughs> enough to, Cass- to deal with the situation. Cassius, Mr. and say, you think there'd be any way we could steal the key to the chest, unlock him with a bit of thievery? Aye, and then do what? Well, I'm trying to figure out a more eloquent way than murder all the people who disagree with us, but be finding that is usually a great, <laughs> a great boon. There, there, there do be places aboard the ship we could hide him temporarily until we can figure out what to do. And if in your, your aim is to save your friend, I there's there's ways to do that, and we can we can plan for that. But they'd have to leave the ship. They'd they'd have to to go lest they be found out. Because if if that be the case, then he perhaps any that helped him might be might be up for for a keel hauling. It it were a bit of foul play that Mister Plug seemed to to befall your your friend. But that's the way that goes on these vessels. You, you step out of line, you say one thing wrong, and there's always a Mr. Plug looking to whip you back into place. I, I, I know Honto is, is a fighter, but methinks even he may not be able to get out of this one scot-free. I, I don't have much uh, experience being a pirate myself, but back in Magnamar, if mm. if there was some reason for trouble, then could we could we convince them that the death was for a good reason? Aye, it's possible. Anything be possible with Besmar's blessing. But I think now we 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 best retreat and and figure out what exactly Mister Plug's plan be. Uh, it's at this time as you guys watch as they load the Aruxi, stuff them into the sweat box, uh, a large wooden box, just large enough to kind of um, maybe move your elbows about, kind of like get your knees about halfway down. So we're talking maybe three by three. F- and a half feet, something kind of small in that neighborhood. You'd be hunched over kind of oh, yeah. down, not a down dog position, but like Indian style or uh, crossed legs. It'd be very cramped in there for a big figure like Honto. Here's something you probably didn't think about. Where's the tail going to go? I mean, like that, that tail is just going to be wrapped around a few oh, times yeah. probably. Yeah, and I mean, unconscious, they're they're just stuffing you in there any way you can, so they, they have you in on your side. It is banded slats, uh, kind of like cross-banded uh, wooden slats that maybe like lit in like these little pinpricks of light from the outside, just enough so a little bit of air can get in there. But as soon as you, you start breathing up the place, it will indeed get quite warm. On the outside of the box is bounded by metal reinforcements, these kind of metal bars across the hinges and the edges of the the box and its lid. And you see Mr. Plug lock it up behind Honto getting thrown in there with a, a fairly strong looking lock, good seaworthy quality lock that, um, you know, just taking a look at it, Alaris, it would take some time to to get that that opened. 
So with all these adjectives and, and descriptors you're using, I'm interpreting high DC. <laughs> well, it's not low DC. <laughs> and it is not the coffin that the, the bride has put in and, and kill Bill. There's no one inch punching your way out of a a sturdy wooden box with, with metal bands. Uh, I can't even get can't. that class feature until level six. So <laughs> I don't know if you're joking or not. Can Cassie uh, it is a class who, feature. <laughs> can Cassie's note who locks up the like Obviously, there's a key, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you see Mr. Plug. He's got like a huge set of keys on his person. And he's the one that Plug, puts the, open the, the lock on there. <laughs> uh, on the other side of the ship, uh, maybe on the, the starboard side of the vessel, you watch as Jack Scrimshaw strips the boots off of Mutton Face McGee before a couple of burly pirates come over and just toss the corpse overboard like it was a piece of, of driftwood. And there's a, a splash in the the waters below, and it's kind of back to business as normal on the ship. The excitement has died down, and you guys are back to your tasks for the day. As as you're you're getting back to work, perhaps you hear a group of of the other pirates, Master Scourge included, listening, gathered around the. The pirate that lived down from the village's giggles jumpstack <laughs> as he recounts the the harrowing tale of, of his encounter with, with Honto. He says, Why, me and Mutton Chop were working diligently when that lizard came down upon us like a furious storm. He said he couldn't stand to work so close to our kind. He said our skin stinks and he hadn't eaten in days. He was ravenous, that lizard and pulled two daggers out and tried to kill us with them. But we managed to get the blades away from them. But even without that, the blades, the fiend's claws, were all he needed to do old McGee in. And he were dead before he hit the water. It got slashed out by that barbarian lizard. There is terrified agreements and some some interest in this story. Cassius, you hear this, and does that <laughs> grok with maybe what you think happened? <laughs> It does not. Uh, can Cassius like interject there? Uh, yeah. Do you, do you think you? Well, I mean, you you were one of the first pirates that got down there, and you were in the bilges. Did you see something different? Yeah, I think it, I think at first it's it'd be like it's an interesting tale, lads. Very well told. But I have to I have to ponder something. You say his claws be as good as daggers. Two daggers. I've never seen. I've had to. I've been a swab with Honto for some time. Never seen two daggers on him. Never need. Never seen him fight twice. I've never seen him use two daggers. And I don't think he needs two daggers. But you know who could use two daggers, and you know who I saw with the two daggers when I went into the bilges myself. Mm. Both of me, Mutton Chop McGee and me. Oh yeah, we we stripped the daggers from the foul creature and used them against him. Cassius laughs. He's like. The two of ye couldn't strip a line from a sail, let alone a weapon from Honto. You're weak, and you couldn't do it, and you're a liar. <laughs> Call me names, Cassius, as ye may, but I was the one that lived through this tale. And who are you going to believe? Me or the thing in the sweat box? Uh, Master Scourge will kind of break this up a little bit and let people go back to work. But that is indeed the rumor being passed around that... Uh, 
If only we had somebody who could counteract <laughs> gossip. If only we had a dandy. Mm. That is indeed the rumor as they are painting Honto. Maybe not terribly inaccurate as he is a crit machine, <laughs> but as a uh, the as instigator yeah. of this, this instance. I'm just disappointed that we don't have like a fourth wall breaking bard in this party. <laughs> like calling him a barbarian is like actually he's a monk. <laughs> Technically, oh boy, slaps a, he, my bard pulls out a rule book and looks up the actual facts. <laughs> I have to say, listening to that guy's story, I kept wanting. I, I felt like I was playing Phoenix Wright, and I needed to say objection. I'm like, <laughs> um, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, you guys got, uh, you know, a bit of the information from Rosie Cuswell of what she saw happen and maybe not wise to just go straight up and accuse Mr. Plug or, or Master Scourge of something like this. But yeah, the rumor being passed around, it seems to be that uh, Honto, Honto's murderous and can't be trusted here I mean, on the ship. Uh, this is box. definitely going to work against that, but I'm sure that role might come later. Mm-hmm. What, what, what do you say, Jabert? Uh This box that he's stuffed in is this like a solid like no holes sort of um situation there are extremely small gaps between the slats mm-hmm. so there's like maybe like two or three bounds of of wood on on each side and the holes just let in you know a, a few pinpricks of light and a little bit of of air but it is it is a well-built lockbox. Hmm. So not something you could stick like a chicken wing through or something. <laughs> you would have to, you'd have to cream that chicken wing. You'd have to get it into a, a bit of a paste. I'm Definitely on. not a chicken wing from Wingstop. Order Wingstop <laughs> today. <laughs> None of them are creamed into a paste at all. Great. Now I want wings. Thanks guys. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but Late that night, as you guys get done with your tasks, Sandara Quinn will will wake you uh, and, and say, uh, we haven't much time if you want to, to to see to your friend, see to Honto. Let us away. This is in the dead of night as she beckons you to follow her through the, the sleeping shipmates here on the, the bottom deck and potentially head on up to the, the top deck. Do you guys want to, to follow the, the three of you? Uh, yeah, of course. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna roll over in my bed as though I'm not going to. But then a few moments later, a black cat uh, <laughs> walks uh, alongside oh. and starts walking up the. Sidar's like, "It's a pest, kill oh, a pest!" No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I hate cats. Kill them. It's a pestilence. Cats is like, "We should cook the cat. We may need it if we have to escape." <laughs> I never before seen that cat on the ship. It is obviously uh, an ill omen. <laughs> to Wait, a even overboard. Can you speak in animal form? Absolutely not. <laughs> we, just, we just have a random. All right, well, I can meow. What? I can meow emphatically. Guess what? We're gonna <laughs> randomize this roll. Oh, okay. Sendara Queen comes up and tries to pick you up. <laughs> it says, "Oh my goodness, where did this this wee beastie come from? What a darling." What a beauty. I, sh- I shall call you princess. <laughs> as that's what she'll be treated as. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, let's keep this family friendly, Javert. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's doing some, some lick miming. Yeah. I'm just, video. 
little bit of a little bit a little bit of grooming. I just started thinking about how creepy it is turning into a cat without somebody realizing it and then getting stroked by them. That's a weird it's a weird thing. Hey, if someone wants ah. to scratch me behind the ear, I know. Turn I, it away. I'm all I'm all, I'm all here for That's the pretty scratches. Good. Yeah. As long as he doesn't revert back into Candoso while she's, <laughs> she's like carrying her them. arms. Yeah, like that's a bit much. But besides that, we're fine. As long as, as he keeps it Zeus, it's all good. <laughs> as you guys sneak up to the the top deck, I think it's I think it's time for a stealth check, right? Let's, let's see how we got some stealth rolls here. I don't think we have to make Candoso roll one. <laughs> but I have, uh, plus, I have a plus 10 as a cat. Okay, oh, I rolled. Wow, yours is I rolled a, a twenty for Sandara Quinn, so we don't need to worry about her. Twenty three for Alaris. Perfecto. Am, am I going to be the worst at stealth? Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's not bad. Well, you've got a good bonus too. So uh, you've rolled a seven on the dice, fourteen in total. You're basically trying to beat the the passive. We have another dice. Oh, oh, Jabert, you rolled for funsies. Yeah, just yeah. I, I just wanted to see what it would be. Twenty-two. You, you get a massive bonus as you're not walking and you are a small cat. <laughs> Almost those this that purring noise that cats can't stop <laughs> gives you away. <laughs> no, but you're you're actively trying against the passive perception of of some of the pirates as you watch as you get to the top deck and kind of like peek out of the stairs leading up to the deck. The night guards that seem to be kind of like walking up and down the forecastle and kind of walks up to the main deck and seems to be kind of like looking out into the the ocean, maybe making some conversations like, did, did you hear that Honto guy tried to murder <laughs> two other pirates down in the bilges? It's like, what? That's crazy. Uh, but they will turn their attention eventually just kind of meandering up to the poop deck as they clamber up those stairs they leave the, the kind of the area of the main mast and across the deck the sweat box deserted and that's when you watch Sandara Quinn take a, a talisman off of like out of her pocket maybe like on a little leather string uh, a talisman of Besmara and kind of holds it as she begins to encant a small prayer. And you see what looks like a veil of, of darkness slowly forming and like settling down on the, the deck. Kind of like the, the light of the stars just kind of twinkle out behind the, the, the ship and kind of overtake the mainmast, the sweat box, and about half the ship goes unnaturally dark. Sendara takes maybe a, a cat in one hand and uh, Cassius in the other and, and, and bids you, Cassius, to take Alaris's hand. She say, follow along and, and, and don't let go of her hand afore ye. She'll guide you through this, this fog of darkness to the box, place hands on it, kind of peering into the, the inky blackness here. And she will encant a few more words. And Honto, you get to be pulled out of your slumber you get some hit points back. Almost full, almost max, uh, 15 HP back as whisperings of Bismara are kind of uh, sent directly down into the, the box. Well, that's not, well, you meant almost max on the on the roll. Oh yeah, I've rolled a, a seven. Got it, got it, got it, got it. That is almost half of my hit points. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, so she's like, Honto, Honto, can you hear us? Yeah, um, well, for, 
So, like, have I? How long have, has he been unconscious in there? Eight, nine hours or so. I think it was like on midday when that that happened. So he hasn't he hasn't woken up, had any time to adjust his position at all. Like he's just whatever uh, pile he he's been in. You might have gained a hit point back in that time. You've been unconscious enough. I think you would have counted as getting rest. So maybe you've you've had like a dim awareness of the box around you, mm. but you're still, I mean, if you're at like one HP, you're still like kind of oh, out of it. Yeah. 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 I'm just saying, I think what he would have done if he had, uh, <laughs> screaming round... and punching. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let me out. It totally sounds like it's in character for him. Right. No, uh, <laughs> I was going to say if he had gained consciousness at any point before, he probably would have adjusted himself into a, 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 a posture that, would allow for meditation. Mm-hmm. So, uh, upon getting healed, like his head would just kind of lift a little bit, and his eyes would open, and uh, pulling you out of that. After a, that after state. a bit of a, a pause, uh, she would hear Sandora. Aye, that be me. I'm here with Alaris and and Cassius, and ah. a new and a new friend, <laughs> Princess. <laughs> I haven't seen a cat on this boat. Princess, quiet. I know it's very confusing, but I'm, I'm going with it because I rolled randomly and I love cats. I'm a, I'm a cat person. I mean, frankly, with all the rats and the bilges, I think we could use a cat on this ship. So, <laughs> this is really, so somewhere this is really rat, the most rat lines this conversation for us to have. <laughs> yeah, you've only got a couple <laughs> minutes. Somewhere rat lines Rasburger just sheds a tear. And it's like, what am I? Mince, mince me, bye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what would you guys like to say? What, what is it exactly that you're doing here? Wouldn't this get you in trouble, talking to me? Oh, we're, a be, we're about to be in a lot of trouble, friend. Our plan is to get you out of the box. Although, not quite sure how, but we either need to hide you on the ship, or you need to be ready for a fight. Either way, we're not going to let you go down for this one. Um, Kind of probably unseen. I don't know how much of his silhouette they can even see in the box. He just kind of shakes his head and goes, No. This, the ilk of, of these pirates, you'll only get dragged down with me. It's, I am no longer afraid. I have come to accept that whatever fate awaits me, I am in the hands of Hapu. And, oh, so if I, you're thinking you can be doing something as stupid as killing a pirate on a ship and get away with it by dying? I'm not letting you off that easy, friend. You're in for a lifetime of being made fun of by me. So you best be ready to not die. Sandara will say, uh, uh, we haven't much time here before the spell lifts or those those uh, night watchmen come back. So if you have something to say, say it now. Alaris, Honto. Don't do anything stupid on my behalf. Oh, oh, you haven't met our, our friend, our mutual friend Cassius yet, have you? Perhaps I just, not. I just wonder if we should be playing the long game. I know we don't have a lot of time for a long game, but... If we spread rumors to free him or clear his name somehow? I'll try, Alaris. I really will be doing everything I can to negate these rumors, but in the end, it's either going to be a fight, a hide, or mercy of the captain. And I'm not going to take mercy of the captain as a as a guaranteed get-out-of-jail-free. Um, I, I think Cassius maybe just, just out of curiosity, maybe if we do have the time to try like one lockpicking attempt. I know it's going to take more than one, but just to try to get an idea of, like, how difficult is this thing? Well, it's a little unfair. You might want to maybe practice on some of the locks down in the Quartermaster's store or 
the walk okay. to the quartermaster store itself because it, it will be a similar difficulty. Right now, it is unnaturally dark around. Oh, so we couldn't the, even see the thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Could we so. stage a, a Besmara intervention or something to convince them that I don't know pirates are superstitious, right? Sandara. Oh, they're very superstitious. They will indeed go out of their way to keep a, a, a Tengu um, sailor alive. Um, even if he's going wild, it's it's very bad luck to 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 kill one of their kind. They're they're known as kind of like curse eaters on ships and things like that. Um, as possible, you know, the likes of Cutthroat Grok, extremely superstitious sailor. But speaking of her, Sandara will bring up that if Candoso is here, uh, he's made good friends with some of the officers like her and Ambrose Croup. Maybe it's it's worth trying to talk to talk to some other officers. Not that you have a, a ton of time, but while some do hate you, maybe maybe some others not so much. Um, good start. Yeah. Um, so you all can say farewell that night as that that spell lifts, and you have to sneak back downstairs. And uh, imagine the cat jumps out of Sindar's arms before she gets down there. <laughs> are, are you are you jumping back into your bunk? Yeah, <laughs> feel like just I was sort of climbing back up in the bunk. How's Alto doing? <laughs> well, I haven't made any checks yet. <laughs> you have not been whipped yet this episode, technically. That's true. That's true. Have yeah, look on the bright side, the silver lining. As this, you guys, uh, in the in the in the near future, this will be referred to the first episode where Hanto does not get whipped. <laughs> it's like I just finished watching that episode, the one where Hanto didn't get beaten up. <laughs> Such a departure for this podcast. Amazing. Uh, yeah, as you guys get back to work the next day, there's no skill check for Seth to fail. <laughs> But the rest of you get your your orders, and uh, we do have maybe midday once things heat up on the the ship. Uh, Seth, have have Honto give me a fortitude save, eh? To uh, my fortitude to see if the the heat starts getting to him in that box because it does heat up there, and it's in direct sunlight, wood and metal being being blasted in in the sun. Well, this just increases my chances, but you know, RNG. Let's let's find out. Bad. That's oh, a twelve. No. I rolled a four. <laughs> four on the dice. That <laughs> that won't do it. As yeah, the sweat gets to you, and uh, you start feeling drained from this experience. Weekend, and that is that is what this box is for to to drill into pirates that you do you are not in control here and. Anyone can be thrown in this box at any moment, starved and or deprived of water, put Quick in control. Mm-hmm. Sorry, are lizard folk uh, cold-natured? I mean, cold-blooded? Not cold-natured. Cold-blooded? No? Um, Just curious. <laughs> like, they don't have a... Like, I don't I don't really know uh, in terms of... Like they go into it. Yeah, they don't really delve into it, and it's certainly oh, not a that's mechanic. That's a shame. Okay. It's not a mechanic thing. <laughs> yeah. That would right. be a terrible disadvantage if they were. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, every time you eat, depends. you have to go bask on the on the top up. deck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will say at least the majority of lizard folk I don't believe are red blooded. I think they are green blooded. So whether they are cold or, or hot blooded, either way, going extremes in either direction will have the same effects as a human or an elf or a dwarf even. Yeah. As it is uncomfortable to the extreme 
and maybe maybe the first bit of it you're just like you know relaxing in a sauna but after like four <laughs> hours breathing well, it's heavy and... i think i think uh i don't I, I don't think you would have sweat glands as a, as a lizard folk so that's I think really why probably, i brought that up I, I think what's probably happening is our is a, his scales are drying up and, and cracking the opposite of being sweaty <laughs> yeah yeah it's a good example so maybe yeah your, your mouth is drying out as a little bit as well and if sweat doesn't form on your scales, then the equivalent uncomfortable thing is is happening. While you get one of your first visitors for the day, Giggles Jumpstack comes over, sits on the box, and says, uh, "Hello, my lizard friend. Uh, Tweren't nothing personal, but uh, for what it's worth, I'm I'm glad old McGee bought it. Not not myself. Uh, being said, I, I'm I'm still going to relish watching them drag your scaly hide across the bottom of the ship." He kind of like knocks on the, the wooden case. You in there? You still, you still alive? How does it feel to be saved by a lock? <laughs> I have more than that watching my back here on this ship. As I said, you got McGee. You're not gonna get Giggles Jumpstack. <laughs> I'm sorry, these names are so ridiculous. <laughs> it's so hard to be like, I'm the toughest pirate there is. Giggles! <laughs> Giggles Jumpstack. <laughs> to be fair, there was a different name proposed, and we went with Giggles. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't want to kill. Oh gosh, uh, Arturo, Arturo Treacher. That's right. Arturo Treacher. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just, I only want to kill dumb names. If I have to kill a cool name, <laughs> I'm gonna be depressed. Uh, Sandara Quinn will come over and and uh, and kind of break it up. Says, uh, uh, "This is no break time, jump stack. Back to, back to work, or I'll I'll make sure you get a lash in for your supper as well." And uh, he says, I, I think we'll have more pressing entertainment with tonight's meal. A keel hauling for the ages, they'll call it. Oh, we have a bit of a timetable now. Oh, hopefully not. Well, it would be like any other day as you guys get back to work. Yet midday, perhaps after a, a quick midday meal, the monotony of your ship's actions, your tasks are, are broken up. We're not going to roll them because... Uh, there's a bit of excitement on the ship as up in the crow's nest, you hear maybe Barefoot Sam's top and cry out, Ship Happy ahoy! Happy birthday! Oh. <laughs> no, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> it's cake time, everybody. <laughs> Everyone, it's my birthday! Uh, she yells out, Ship ahoy! Sails to the northwest! Sails on the horizon! And this gets everyone's attention, getting all the the officers, the, the side of the ship, and gets them kind of whipping people back to work, double timing it, full tilt that direction as you see Captain Harrigan taking his place at the helm. The other officers here kind of preoccupied in readying the ship and getting everyone back to work. And as dinner rolls around, food's passed out, there's rum rations, but there is no talk of keel hauling or punishments as the ship is still sailing as fast as it can in the direction of the the western horizon and for for several more hours into the night until uh, sails are dropped as they they lose sight of it in the the darkness and you guys can can get back to to sleep here there's no night entertainment as you're you're worked almost until midnight the same as the i guess that first night of the the storm and uh, are are put to sleep before Dawn approaches on the 21st day of your guys' adventure, and the sun appears behind you all and visible to the naked eye 
are the sails of a ship about a half mile away, a large three-masted vessel, perhaps even larger than the Wormwood. It's a little hard to tell, tell but the, the, the mass seems to be maybe a little further spread apart, making its way north, northwest. And this morning, things are very different on the ship. No one is given ship's tasks besides those who have already been given some, maybe in the, the sailing. All the swabs, though, are, are broken down, and you're speaking with officers that you've never spoken to before. Uh, one comes up to you uh, named Rarus Crine, and I'm going to blow up her character art. You get to see her for the first oh, time oh close boy. up. She's intense. Screaming in her artwork, uh, a woman with a bandana, nose ring, uh, slightly darker skin, maybe Garundi, her uh, her heritage here, and screaming in her art, as I said, and she begins to scream at you swabs and everyone else here on the deck as she is, I believe, oh, I forget her, um, she's not the equipment master, but she's the, the weapons master for the ship, and you see out of a, a locked, like, closet here on the top deck, she starts bringing out spears and swords for those of you who don't have a weapon um everyone else you guys if you've been seen with weapons before she'll she'll have you just pull those out of your lockers and okay has like almost all of you uh ready to go on the top deck lines up a lot of the new recruits especially and says stand up you scallywags and listen close we are going to be going over boarding procedures today Captain Harrigan wants that ship, and you all are going to be wrapping it up in a nice little bow for the man, or we'll feed you to the sharks with that ship's captain. And it's at that moment, Candoso, you look behind you and you see why Ambrose Croup, the previous night, had you gutting fish and chopping heads up into small cubes as a few sailors bring buckets and buckets of uh, guts up from below deck and throw it in the Wormwood's wake making a, a chummed water, maybe peering over the ship. You see it looks like a, a fun school of sharks trailing behind the Wormwood. Oh. Yeah, sorry. Those That's fish that for. Those fish guts were not for eating. They were for chumming. Yeah. Uh, now I'm sorry that I smeared them in the little cracks and holes in top of, <laughs> in the top of Honto's box. <laughs> Squishing into paste. <laughs> Technically, the, the fish guts were for eating, just not for humans to eat. Yeah, it's really weird, Honto. In the middle of the night, a cat started feeding you fish guts through the teeny holes. And the, yeah, it's yours to do with what you want, but that is a motherly cat. That is a giving, giving animal. A giving animal, yes. Thank you, princess. Rearish <laughs> uh, crying targets you, especially Cassius, and says. Cassius, you've proven yourself to be a skilled sailor. I've got a job for ye. And if you manage not to screw this up, perhaps you'll live through this ordeal. You pick your three favorites of your crew and, and you have them grab the stern castle of that ship and you hold it when we go aboard. You understand me? Consider it taken, love. I've already got it. He pulls from a bag a couple of grappling hooks attached to about 50 foot of rope. Maybe 60, maybe a little bit longer. <laughs> Being an experienced sailor, I imagine we need not tell you what you need do with this. I consider it a part of my left hand, really. A natural savant at throwing it. She pulls out kind of like a, a looking glass, 
uh, maybe taken from one of the other officers and, and takes a peek and says, the ship's wheel is on the aft deck just below the stern castle. You and your crew will grapple over, kill the guards there, take the wheel, and guard the ship's boats. You all will kill anyone tries to get away on one of those boats. And don't move from that wheel until all the fighting's done, or you'll have to answer to me. Oh yeah, and as, as we get close, worry not, but it's going to be a little bit foggy. So just stick to, to what I told you to do, and do it well. Make sure to open the player's guide to the concealment rules. <laughs> Figure out how concealment works in sec- Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Oh yes, by the way. Um... <laughs> Cassius, you get to pick whoever you want for this dangerous mission. Uh, she says, you know, she saw you handle Plug's pet owl bear, so she knows you can handle yourself in a fight. I'll pick. I'll take Laris. I'll Ow. take Princess, and uh, I guess Rosie. It's time Ow. to get your blood up, Rosie. <laughs> Rosie's Where's already princess? been picked Where's for princess? another <laughs> team. No, you can pick Rosie if you want. You sure you don't want to send Dara Quinn? I'm, isn't she like an officer? Does she have something else to do? Is she pickable? No, she's a swab like you. Why did I think she was higher up than me? I think I don't she's know. Just higher level. Probably because she, <laughs> probably because she, yeah, higher level and can heal. The I only guess. only officers you've befriended thus far are Ambrose Croup and Cutthroat Grok, I believe, and they're oh. kind of middling officers. Okay, Sendar Quinn, it is that make if that's easier. Well, it's up to you. We could do Rosie as well. Just you guys have a lot of melee capability. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, yeah, I, I literally didn't think I saw Sundara on the, on the map and I was like, ah, there's no way I can pick the healer. Right. That would be too easy. <laughs> no, that's, that's what this GM NPC is for this campaign. <laughs> in case, okay. In case no one wants to be a cleric. Yeah. Uh, Rosie, as, Rosie, Rosie runs over and I was like, just kidding, Rosie, get back to where you were going. Sundara, <laughs> come here. <laughs> It's just that back and forth. Sorry, Jason. Not this week. We'll we'll have Jason Keeley back. I, I don't think <laughs> right. it, I don't, I don't want to play Rosie yeah. unless he's here. Yeah, Rose, Rosie comes over like, fucking Cassius, get off the ship. <laughs> As you guys are strategizing, planning things like that, I mean, you're closing in on the ship, and it's maybe you know, given your your speed that you're able to beat, like uh, 20, 30 minutes away. Uh, you all see Captain Harrigan come down from the poop deck, armed and armored with uh, an oiled set of leather armor, wearing a, a black bandana over his his bald head. He, he seems to have some words with Mister Plug, Master Scourge, some of the other officers, and then pulls Master or uh, pulls Mister Plug aside and has him step over to the sweat box with him. And Honto, you hear extremely heavy footsteps approaching you, almost shaking the deck beneath the box. And you hear the lock being undone and the the latch opened and a extremely meaty hand kind of grasps your shoulder and uh, then like cups your armpit and just kind of hoists you out. Extremely leathery pirate hands. And you stand eye to eye with the captain of the Wormwood. Oh, he thinks he has leathery skin. <laughs> Barnabas Harrigan! Uh, he says to you, Mr. Plug here tells me you killed a man in the bilges with your bare hands. Is that right, Aruxy? It is. And if they try to kill me, I will do it again. I don't allow killing on my ship, but you seem the type they best not mess with. Your kind, they're, they're fighters. 
You look somewhat familiar, but all man killers look the same in my eyes. When you kill a man on my ship, your life is forfeit. Would you like the chance to earn that life back? Have I not done that by doing your own work for you? We have actual work to be done this day. We're going to take another ship. You fight today. You prove to me and all the others here. You are killer and not to be killed. And I will stay your sentence for now. So if anybody happens to be observing this, I imagine like the the pallor of, of his scales is a little different at this point being so dry. And, and there's like some actual like scoots peeling up uh, like it, it, maybe some flies just kind of hanging out, <laughs> just just crawling wherever they, they want. And uh, he just kind of mulls this over, like standing kind of like a statue and uh, will kind of raise to his full height. You hear bones crack and he goes, fine. Um, you did not notice it, but... The captain has pulled what looks like a, a massive dagger, like a bowie knife almost, and seemed to have it ready, poised at your your side here, if, uh, if anything were to happen. He pulls it back and kind of like tests the keenness of the blade and puts it away as he'll turn his back on you. Some of his officers kind of watch this display. Mr. Plug does not look happy, but is very busy right now. So it has to kind of scoot away and you're free to go grab your stuff, do what you need to do. Um, I'm guessing maybe get some more healing. <laughs> well, be. well, uh, I, I don't know. Is there just like a, a place to go get some healing real quick? <laughs> oh, you've made very good friends with Santara Quinn. Well, sure, but I don't want her to use yeah. all of her we spells. Also because have, we're... We also have a potion of healing, so you can... Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Um, he doesn't really need anything, uh, mm-hmm. per se, So just, just the clothes on his back. So he will just kind of maybe wearily make his way over uh, next to Cassius and, and the others. <laughs> kind of wordlessly just standing near them. Yeah. Uh, Sindar is like, good Good to see you, Honto. Did not see that happening, forsooth. He doesn't look all there. Like He, he definitely looks affected. Um, maybe still bruised and scales kind of cracked from the heat. Eyes uh, halfway open, all <laughs> dried up. Uh, she will offer to, uh, to use Besmar's healing on you again. But uh, ask permission first. Wait until the battle starts. Aye. Um, if there is a, if you need a little, uh, little, little goosing up before we uh, before we get in there, if we've got like ten minutes, I can um, uh, work some some healing poultices into some of those wounds. There, there's enough time. A bit. There's like twenty minutes or so before the the ship will will be within range. Uh, all right, I'm gonna I'm just gonna go for it. I imagine during this time, Cassius is showing Alaris because we have multiple grappling hooks. Two, yeah. yeah. I think Cassius would be showing Alaris how to throw this thing and probably because I'm guessing you have it. He'd ask you, obviously, if you had and otherwise trying to maybe show you. I threw oh, that right. football thing. Oh, yeah. Did a Forget pretty good job on that. Not just last hard. week. Uh, yeah. This is going to be very similar to that, except, oh, boy, we need not miss. More pressure on this one, but I, I'm sure you'll be doing just fine. Well, you get to hold on to one end of the rope, so it's not like 
it's not the worst thing if, if you if you have one miss. Um, mm-hmm. Before we get into it, are you guys okay continuing on? I can also like get us yeah. at least into combat and then pause things. Yeah, I've sense. got nowhere to be. Yeah, I, th- I think I think we're okay. Um, I don't want it to be go too too long. What is the we, what we is the late? So twenty six nature skill do for healing. Uh, that is a critical success. Oh my! Uh, so you're getting. 4d8 of healing here. Whoa! That's absurd. So what was in that poultice? <laughs> I, oh, the good stuff. <laughs> I mean, fish guts, right? You're just literally rubbing more fish guts. Don't, don't, tell, anyone, don't tell anyone it's all fish guts. <laughs> you're, you're doing it. Hanto's you're out of it. Maybe he doesn't know. Oh. Cassius looks over at you and is just like... I'm gonna be honest really? with you. Really? I don't think I don't I don't think Hanto would care. Like like he he's a naturalist himself, so like oh, yeah. it's like hey, whatever the whatever the remedy is. Yeah, this is this is this is nature's moisturizer. Oh my absolutely goodness. old fish I was, guts. I was looking up, there's like there's no way it's forty eight. A success is two D eight, critical is four. That's that's huge. crazy. Yeah, it's pretty wild, and, yeah. And if you get a critical failure, they die. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> if they take a critical failure, they take one D eight damage. Yeah. Wow, okay. <laughs> Yeah, so and you can can try it like different, uh, like different DCs when you're like an expert or a master or something to give them like like bonus like. um, That's really cool. Static damage. Yeah. Treat wounds is pretty cool. It does take some time, so you you'll have to have a seat maybe on the the sweat box and to get bandaged or pulsed and salved. So, so as uh, as Kendoso is doing this, Hanto will just look over at him and say, "I knew there was more to you than uh, met the eye." <laughs> Meow. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness gracious! Wait, no, he might. He probably knows a druid or two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You probably know my old, my silly old druid tricks. Oh. Like. Oh, <laughs> uh, if 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 Kendoso actually does that, I think Hanta will chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> you broke you broke through. Kendoso is the bard of this party. Apparently, he just made friends with everybody. Um, there, as you guys draw closer, are pirate songs. There's chants that are come from the the Wormwood crew as it uh, closes the distance, and eventually the name of this enemy vessel, this foreign vessel is a spied on a plaque on its backside and that plaque reads, the man's promise and anybody can make a lore sailing check and Kendoso, you perhaps can roll this untrained as this style ship looks fairly familiar. Cassie's rolled low so I'm going to go 13 altogether, probably Mm -hmm. don't know it Uh, 15 for Kendoso yeah, base intelligence, that will be enough as you maybe can't identify Cassius, the, the, the make of the vessel, but you, Kendoso, has seen this in several cities of your, your homeland of Ramadumi, as it is indeed, um, originates from one of those ports. It looks like a trading vessel of some kind, um, the way the, the master kind of spaced out and the the cut of the ship against the the ocean the kind of way the the bow cuts into the water it looks to be a fairly large ship maybe not built for speed but built for for trade for holding a good amount of uh things in its its hold and as you guys get within 
maybe 60, 50 feet, you see the the pirates of the Wormwood begin to clang their, their sword hilts against the side of the ship, maybe bashing ropes and, and making all kinds of ruckus and noise as a group of officers kind of huddles around the 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 forecastle and you see one of them you haven't had too much interaction with an officer named peppery Longfarthing. uh you see her beginning to chant and maybe even at this this distance across the ship looks like her eyes go black and as this happens a a magical mist begins to descend upon the enemy vessel the the man's promise and just kind of overtakes it like a fog surrounding the ship and then the same thing begins to happen to the wormwood as well as you guys see a a thick sticky fog kind of roll in on top of the ship and, and cling to it like a, a cloud and through the chanting through the screaming and the mist you hear Barnabas Harrigan shouting as he yells a thousand gold coins await ye on board that vessel very brave enough to take it for their own Wormwood crew, are you ready to take what be ours? There is the sound of hundreds of of, of pirate uh, feet clamoring on the deck here and shouts of uh, both ships as the distance is closed between the vessels and hooks begin to be thrown and tossed at the range of about 40 feet or so from, from the Wormwood, as well as the sound of, of arrows taking flight through the mist, maybe finding purchase in the, the wooden deck as well as uh, maybe a scream of, of a pirate in the, the deck below here. I'm going to take us to a new map, boop, as we are going into boarding action time. Nice. Here we go. Boop. You know, I almost took the pirate dedication, uh, but I was like, I don't know how many times. I was like, I, w- I wonder how soon the they have like a boarding flourish as part of their dedication. <laughs> and I was like, I, right I had now. a... I had a similar thought, and I was like, yeah. ah, that won't come up so often. Literally the very next episode. <laughs> yeah. Also, if Honto took the pirate dedication. Shen- oh, no. No, 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 no. I was wondering <laughs> yeah. if anyone else was going to take oh, it. Oh, yeah. Almost. I thought about it. So to start things off here, grappling this enemy vessel through the mist, concealment will take effect. So concealment oh. in... Uh, with, with this is a, the spell obscuring mist. If, if you guys haven't figured it out, uh, to, to basically make an action through that mist and to see the the deck, see the the side of the vessel where you're trying to get this hook in. Uh, first, you get to roll a flat DC five check, and to see if you succeed or fail, just outright. And we have two hooks here, Cassius and Alaris. Do you guys want to 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 try to throw these hooks? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so first, just roll me a flat d20 check. This is nerve-wracking. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Both of you succeeded. So now is going to be a ranged attack roll. And starting out, the furthest throw, the start here, is going to be um, about 30 to 40 feet away. And I'm making this DC DC 14 to hit with a ranged attack. And as turns close down, it will get a little easier, but you'll be... be a little slower on the, the the grappling action than maybe some of the, the rest of the ship here. So I rolled a natural 20, Patrick. What do I get for that? <laughs> Unfortunately, you missed the ship and you murder one of the sailors on, yeah! on board. Just, you see them Wilhelm scream off the side. Uh, no, oh, right, that, right into a shark's mouth. 
no critical success there, but that is more than enough to hit the side of the ship. And as soon as you yank, it is immediately found purchase on the other side. And if you want to, Alaris, you can throw another line and have two out there. Maybe two successes in turn one would be great. I'll do my best. Oh, that's only a 12. Uh, 12 will not do it, but on this first turn, Cassius, you can start tying off uh, one line, and I'm going to draw this on the map, boop, between your ship and the man's promise. And as soon as you do that, you can, uh, you know, make it so it's it's taut across the side of the ship here. It drifts a little bit closer on the next turn, but if, I was going to say, if Sandara or Kendosa or Honto want to start getting across this line, there's a couple ways to do it. Uh, the first is a athletics climb check to just slowly make your way across. Max speed will be basically quarter your speed. Same with climb. And the other way is uh, once this rope gets taut enough, you can tight rope your way across with an acrobatics check. Um, does anybody want to go across first? Does anybody have any inkling? Sandar is more than willing if nobody wants to. Uh, I'd, I'd be happy to. I've got that that uh, storm order see-through uh, mist and fog thing going on. So You know, so, cats are really good at balancing, just saying. That's also <laughs> true. Turn to a cat and then I go, <laughs> just walk across. <laughs> no, um, you see all your friends just jaws drop. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it was a me. talking cat? It was meow all along. Uh, cat doso at your service. Mm. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> all right, yeah, no, I'm going to acrobatics, though. I'm just going to tippy-toe right, right across the top. Okay. toes. 17. Hey. Yes, I, I failed to mention it's a little harder DC to do so, but you are able to move across. I'm going to say minimum, this is a 15-foot. Okay. Uh, but what is your speed? Uh, so my normal speed is 325. Mm-hmm. So actually, uh, I'm, I'm, I actually, you know what? That's I vaguely remember it being 25, but I don't think I have anything modifying my speed. Is it? Mm-hmm. Is that pretty typical at? In yeah, the, I in think second? that's base. Yeah. Okay. Cassius is 25. Okay, yeah, that's already. Yeah. So it doesn't get you to the end there, but um, gets you almost on board the ship. And if you can, you just see straight through the fog. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't take any penalty from... I don't make any checks to make ranged attacks or anything like that. And That's so. good. I will say you see some figures on both the stern castle and the the aft deck here uh, in front of you. And I'll reveal them on the map as you get a good look of what lies ahead. A couple of sailors... Weapons drawn guarding each side. Now you can take another action here and finish and, and jump on board. Uh, that might alert them, though. So it's up to you if you want to stay balancing up here or try and sneak on board the ship. Hmm. I'm just going to hop on board the ship, I think. Oh, my goodness gracious. I, I, I bet that my, that my team has my back and that they're coming right behind me. And it's been good, Gandoso. Uh, let's go ahead and roll into an initiative turn order. <laughs> and we're going to do so three ways. You can roll athletics if you want to climb, acrobatics if you want to tiptoe across, and or perception. if Whatever whatever you prefer in this one to see if you can get the, the drop here. Uh, I'll try to do, I'll do perception here. Bing, ba, bing. Oh, there's 
Can I utilize assurance with this, uh, with this initiative check? Or... <laughs> no, but if, if you want to use them potentially on one of these rolls, you can. I was thinking about it, yes. Uh, go ahead and put yourself in the order, whatever you rolled. It looks like we've got a, believe it or not, a high acrobatics roll for, oh no, you've rolled high as well, Rebecca. <laughs> a super high roll and a high bonus for acrobatics from our, our rogue. Uh, that's going to start us off in combat is Candoso. Uh, I'm going to use your, what, uh, what have you rolled? You rolled 13. Another 17? <laughs> no. Wait, what? No. No. You used Sorry, perception? For my initiative? Yeah. For my yes. initiative, I, used, uh, I just used perception. Oh, yeah. Would, 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 you, would you prefer for me to use? Uh, no, you can acrobatics. do whatever, but I'm going to ask you to do another acrobatic check just right now. Right. Yeah. Just a hop. Hop across the last little bit. Yep. Oh boy, a nine. Oh boy, you're a little unsteady on the rope here, so maybe not across yet, but technically, well, we're gonna go in initiative turn order because we still got some other people to get across here. Let me put everyone in order. I feel very well for your Santara Quinn. Uh, let's get into initiative turn order, and Alaris, you still have the grapple, which you can. Um, pull back on the, the prior turn as you're you're throwing and do you want to try and and make another toss to get another rope um, a, across these two ships yeah it right might now. be a good idea because we have a number of people we need to get across so I was about to say Cantoso is a little little unsteady on the rope right now so I might have to wait for him All uh, right. make me a, a ranged attack a little, little easier now oh gosh 13 Yep, that'll do it as the oh, good. between last round and this one, it has drifted about 15, 20 foot away. So this one will be a little bit longer to get across. We'll put this up to the the kind of back of the, I guess this is the same amount of space, maybe 15 or 20 feet. Uh, as you find purchase with a grappling hook and can take another action to tie that off. And you still have a third action if you want to try to start to acrobatics your way. Yeah, I will. I, I'll try to start uh, walking across the tightrope. Now, what is your movement speed? 25. Okay. So That's a 24 rolled. on the acrobatics. Very well. Uh, so you're able to get most of the way across as well, um, but still precariously walking across the, the taut rope as down below in between the two ships... Uh, you just see about five or six sharks kind of circling and perhaps looking <laughs> between these two vessels for any, any scrumptious morsels that uh, fail this roll. Hilarious, I should have turned to, into a cat first. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Wait, Sin what did you say? <laughs> oh, nothing. <laughs> uh, Sandara Quinn will come to the rope but sees that you guys are still kind of crossing it. I guess she will start to slowly make her way across uh, she's going to climb. She only gets like 10 feet over the ropes. You know, come climbing across kind of like on her back um, with the, the rope above her. And that will take us to Honto next. Newly okay. freed Honto. Yeah. Um, I think like he'll approach the side of the ship and just for a moment, look to the rest of the boat to see exactly how many pirates are leaving the ship right now. Right now, it is very hard to tell as the Wormwood is also covered in mist. Um, mm -hmm. 
Uh, but you, I mean, you can see what looks like gangplanks being lowered and kind of secured between the two vessels, hmm. kind of you know cementing them about ten feet apart um, at their 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 widest. Okay. But um, I mean, it sounds like a, a whole number of swabs being pushed pushed over those gangplanks right now, kind of screaming and running into battle. Hmm. Um, is, is, is am I nearby Cassius or something? Yeah, you bet. You guys are both still on the wormwood. Okay. Um, I think he would look at Cassius and say, the, the officers don't have as many people defending them during this boarding action. He kind of looks back at you and gives you kind of almost a, a bewildered look and, and says, I, but can Doso and Alaris be hanging over a bunch of sharks? So I'm, a, I'm in a bit of a bind. Fair point. How far away is the ship? Uh, it is a 15 foot rope climb right now. Sounds like a 15 foot jump to me. Oh, goodness gracious, no. Uh, there, I mean, there is a a huge wooden banister. I mean, it's not like a straight jump. So oh. you would have to clear some space before on both sides. Let <laughs> me use my feet, Patrick. All right, no. <laughs> I mean, if you want to dead jump, that is from a standstill from the side of the vessel, you can, but that is the minimum between these ships, uh, 10 feet will allow me to read. No, I mean, it's really not that big of a deal. Quick jump just says that I can make a high jump or a long jump as a single action instead of two actions. And I don't need to stride to do it. Oh yeah, please don't. Don't try to jump between these ships. <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> I'll just climb. Oh, uh, so I will utilize my assurance, which does that mean I just roll twice and take the better result or is it I can roll it again? I don't. I think the assurance is if it is a low enough DC, you don't roll at all. Um, oh, so is I that think, what that one does? I'm pretty sure. I think for you have assurance climb, like um, athletics climb. Well, athletics, yes. Um, I think if the DC is as low as this is, which is like um, 12 for, okay. for climb across You can here. forego rolling and get a 10 plus proficiency bonus. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure at this level you can a simple rope like this you could just shimmy across. So if you have a couple actions, you can get um, each one of them yeah. will be a quarter of your climb speed. Yeah, seventeen. So uh, seventeen would be the result for each of those. Yeah, so not a not a critical success for either of them, but you don't need to roll, and I imagine that will get you more than halfway across these these ropes climbing. Um, okay, Cassius. Uh, last potentially getting across. What do you want to do? So, do I need to make the rope tighter? Is it gone? Has the rope gone slack? No, it, it, uh, it's at this point. Uh, uh, you can be like just like pulling on it as your turn starts and, and making it as as tight as as it's going to get here. As at this point, the gangplanks have been been lowered and the the ships are, are not really moving in relation to each other. I'll try to type tight rope walk it. Uh, Acrobatics is one of my highest skills, so hopefully I'm able to go across pretty easily. Mm -hmm. 16? Yep, that is just enough to move a half speed across, and you can get right behind Alaris or Candoso on the rope and uh, start tickling them or uh, do what you want there. Uh, that is. Ooh, oh, oh, I've skipped Candoso. Candoso, we skipped you in the turn order. Oh, boy. 
Jabert, uh, yeah. you're very important because you're in the the lead there before Cassius. I'm in the way, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna try uh, to. I'm just gonna try to scoot out of the way. Yeah, one action, make another acrobatics to get over the banister here. Oh boy, another nine. <laughs> so you're still wobbling on the ropes, unfortunately. What is your bonus? Oh, your, your bonus is pretty good. You just rolled a three. Just um, rolled a three twice. <laughs> uh, not a critical but, fail. You're, can I try one more of those? Or yeah, yeah. Okay. That's just gonna eat up one action. Okay, there you go. There's a 16. All right, oh. you you pop on board yeah. the um the aft part of the ship here, and you see about 10 feet ahead of you the wheel of the ship, and what looks like a couple of Ramadumi sailors holding pikes, uh, and they see you as well. You've got one more action. What would you like to do? I'm gonna raise a shield. Got me, and... got, got me a wooden shield. Cassius, let's let's fast travel back to you here. Uh, you've gotten uh, across the rope for the most part here. Make me another acrobatics check. See if you can get on board. Please. Yes, 19. Yep. Do. Uh, also not a critical success, but you can move right next to Candoso on the steps leading up to, to the aft deck. And then right above that, yeah, uh, here on the map where you guys are, that is the aft deck. And right... Behind that is the stern castle where you see what looks like a couple of ballista like on the back of the ship. Oh, yeah, I see them. Um, one more action? Yeah, yeah, one more, right? Uh, yeah, Candoso uh, is going to point his short sword at the nearest pike-wielding individual and, and just say, You be in dangerous waters. Lay down the pike. Live another day. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and do my bon mot. Ooh. So that takes an action. This is a diplomacy against your will, DC. I bet you have a massive will, DC. Oh, probably more than the 14, though. Will, DC? No. Jeez Louise. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, no, that that will hit. It's just their, their uh, will plus 10, right? Yep. <laughs> no. So <laughs> This closest success, sailor. Yeah, yep. So on a success, you're going to be taking a minus two to perception and will saves for a minute. Okay, well, that will get their attention, and these two are going to move over to you, Cassius and Kendoso, on the side of the ship as one action, and they are going to throw out these these pikes, these spears, and we're going to get into some melee combat here. So first one is going to try for Kendoso. A 15 on the dice is going to be a hit. You are AC 17 right now. Uh, correct. Okay, and let me roll some damage. Minimum damage, four points of piercing. <sighs> Let's try another attack. Twelve on the dice. That's that's gonna be a mess. Okay, and this one is going to attack you, Cassius. She comes running up to you, shouting in Ramadumi. Um, which Kendoso, do you speak Ramadumi? Uh, technically no. Technically, I speak common and druid. You so. might get like a bit of this from from living there, um, but uh, perhaps a a common war cry. Yeah, uh, I, she's, I think, she's shouting I like maybe repelled. If, mm-hmm. I, I think maybe like if you're from the actual place, maybe you do speak that specific language. But I haven't written it down, so that's okay. Does uh, she, she speak common? Uh, yes, but she okay. she shouts because my ability doesn't work on people who don't understand what I'm saying. <laughs> she shouts, uh, "Repel the believers!" As she's coming up to you, Cassius, and going going make an attack. A seventeen on the dice. What is your armor class right now? Only eighteen, so you're fine. Okay, I just want to make sure I'm not critting you right out the gate here. Oh, that is oh, not yeah. a crit. Uh, 
but that is a hit for eight points of piercing damage. Let's okay. let's try for the second hit. Let's go for it. Nope, six on the dice. That is a miss. So they each got a lick in, and that is going to be their turn for right now. We are going to move on to Alaris. Yeah, Alaris is still in the rope, so mm-hmm. like to It'll jump onto the ship. An acrobatics check to do that, or if you want to try and jump, you can with athletics, but. That's okay. A 14 on acrobatics. Ooh, that is not going to do it. Oh, no. Uh, we are very close. So that is a, a burnt action as you momentarily kind of like lose your balance. And there's not enough to fall off the rope in any way, shape, or form. But uh, you teeter looking down about 40 feet to the water below where the sharks are a swimming. Second action. What would you like to do? I'll try it again. Oh, my. Oh, that's a little bit better. It's 16. Oh, that'll do it and get you right on board. Right on board next to one of these sailors who's attacking Gandoso. As she triumphantly uh, jumps aboard or walks aboard or whatever she did, um, Mm -hmm. she's going to pull out her curved blade and take a swipe. (laughs) Okay. All right. Getting crazy now. Now that I have quick draw, I can do that. Part of the, the movement. Yeah, it's like I can mm-hmm. pull out a weapon as part of another action. Um, so that's a 15 on attack. Okay, first attack here, and that is a hit. All right, so that's six slashing damage. Okay, first one on this uh, of two sailors right in front of you, slashing away. Doesn't look like she's wearing much in the way of armor, this, this pike wielder. And one more action. Anything else you no, want to do? No, because I had to take two to get across. Oh. Yeah. And then oh, I yep. took an attack, so that's three. Oh, that's going to be three. Sandara Quinn will continue climbing. And she will have just enough to kind of climb up on the the side of the ship here. Oh, no, that's a natural 20. I'm just going to move her down the stairs a bit as she is going to move past the the pike wielders kind of behind Kendoso and Cassius as you guys are fighting. As she does, though. One of them is going to make an attack of opportunity against Sandara. We and nine on the dice. Ooh, that's rare. Oh, no. I've made a terrible decision, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> You're right up next to him. Uh, that one is, I think, just going to be a hit against her. And, yeah, she gets uh, maybe... They make a, they make a flat check for being in the fog? Oh, that's a good question. I think we all need to do that, actually. That is just a hit. So let me... Roll that. Bingo, bango. Uh, just made it and is uh, five points of damage as she pulls this pike. Maybe just stabs Sandara in the leg as she goes. I'm going to write that down on her character sheet. Uh, let's backtrack because we need a uh, Laris. We need to roll that flat DC for for your character for the, the mist. What and do I roll? A D20? Is a Yes, a flat DC5 check. We are basically not rolling ones, twos, threes, or fours. That's a 10. That is enough. Uh, let's continue on as Ka- uh, Sandara's entire turn. Uh, Honto, we are back to you. And I am... How, how many more checks away am I from getting on board? You are... You got a couple of successes already, is that correct? Mm-hmm. Um, I think just the one. Okay. You'll, you'll have to use the rest of that movement to, to move past, a, find a space on board the ship, either run up the stairs to the stern castle or move down to where Sandara is. Or try to move through these two that are kind of blocking the way. Okay. Um, okay. Make me another 
athletics, if that's what you were doing. I'll just do his assurance because I'll oh, give right. you 17. Um, of course. And uh, now, so which that'll, way, which that'll way put me... Can, can I try to jump over the combatants? I mean, you can? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, what's your vertical leap like? Oh, well, so the weird thing is, is high jump. Like, there's no action for just jump. There's high jump and long jump. Yeah, one's kind of a vertical, one's horizontal. Oh, leap. Okay, never mind. You can leap up to 10 feet horizontally or... I'm so, for, so yeah, high jump modifies leap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got it. Okay. I just, it's a language thing. Uh, what do you think? Mo- just jumping over. I mean, uh, <laughs> high jump says uh, it's a DC 30 athletics check, actually. So I can't even actually make that. You know, that from, too high. from where you are, if you're on the like the banister of the ship, you can walk up a little bit and try mm-hmm. and jump over them. And we'll just we'll call that a long jump. Take That's more of the, what I was thinking. Uh, is that uh, is yeah. maybe if I could do it from from the railing, uh, essentially? Yeah, if you're doing it just from the same level right. height, I think we'll go high jump for that in the future. But yeah, yeah, yeah. This let's, one, yeah. let's try it. What's the worst that happens? You just get one stabbing. That's nothing. Uh, apparently, I jump as many feet as I roll athletics. So I could go. I could just do assurance again and and jump 17 feet. Or I could roll it and have it be a little bit more exciting. So let's give that a shot. Mm-hmm. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think I'd probably jump on top of someone. I was about to say, uh, I'm going to put you here kind of like in front of Alaris. Uh, maybe you, you just slip off the, the banister on the railing there as you try to leap over them. That is going to provoke, uh, I believe, an attack of opportunity trying to get past them. Um using up all my attacks of opportunity. Oh my and gosh. That's a 16 Thank on the dice. Well, yeah, that is that, a hit. that's probably a hit. Six points of slashing damage. Ouch. Uh, you still have a couple of actions and nope. Nope. one action. Actions. Zero actions. He's out of action. How am I out of actions? I only took two. No, you took three. Long jump is two actions. No, it is not for me because I have quick jump. Yeah, that's what he just says. a quick jump, yeah. The feet. <laughs> That's what he took this level of pay attention. <laughs> I was listening. One action left then, right? Because Yeah. Uh, I'm going to try to disarm one of them. <laughs> well, it's hard to see because there's so many characters in the... Oh, no, this one's like on the stairs. Yeah, you're right next to this one. There are yeah. a couple behind you at this point, but... Sure. Go right ahead. Make uh, so I'll, I'll make my flat DC 20 check first. Okay, at least the dice are going to be forgiving there. Oh, yeah. Let me, let me roll my flat DC for this attack of opportunity. Oh, yeah, please. That. All right, good. Oh, <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, so I want to just double check because I think this arm is against uh, reflex DC, but uh, let me, let's roll the dice and figure it out later. I think that's going to hit. Um, so yeah. let's see. Oh, yeah. What'd you roll? On the d- 17 on the dice. Yeah. Um, so, uh, on a success, uh, the, I'll, I, I make them drop the weapon on a critical, critical success. I can take the weapon. Mm-hmm. So that is just a success. If it is indeed against their reflex DC mm-hmm. and yeah, this, this pike, uh, <laughs> sticking out of your leg, you're able to wrestle away <laughs> from, from this one here on the just right. Just, just knock it down to the ground. Yeah. 
Okay, that is pretty darn useful as we are moving on to Candoso next. Oh boy, it's time to call on the power of storms with an electric arc. Sort of blasting from one to the next. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I wish I didn't use all my attacks of opportunity. Whee! (laughs) How could they have known? Uh, Saving throw is 18. All right, and I'm rolling it for both of them right now. Thank goodness. Oh, no. Reflex is not their best, so let's see what I roll. A two on one and a 14 on the other dice. The first one here has failed, and the second one has passed. Uh, uh, by any chance, a critical fail? A two... Uh, oh, DC 18. Yes, very critical fail. <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, oh, boy. We got some massive Oh, damage. no. Oh, wow. All right, so we got uh, seven and... 8 is 13 versus for the critical fail. Ooh, 13 electricity damage. Yeah, uh, she is looking bloodied, fried as her hair is kind of standing on end after and that. Then, and then uh, just, I guess, half damage for the second one. So only four points of electricity for that. Yeah, well, after uh, that slash from Alaris, she is not looking that good either. And then last action, I'm going to actually ready my shield this time. So Okay. So, like, oh, before you pull that out, and now you're Face yeah. in front. Okay, well, they might have a target here as uh, they. Jeez, Elise. Oh, it's not their turn yet. Uh, I dropped them down to the bottom as they were waiting on you guys. Cassius Vell is next. Did it is the... tight quarters here on the. Yeah, did the one stern. that just get fried? Was it right in, the one right in front of Kendosa? Oh yeah, she's she's looking very hurt. Uh, okay, let me. I think I'm gonna try to acrobatics to get. Uh... Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's do that. I'm going to try to tumble past you. Uh, 20. Against their reflex DC, correct? Uh, that is a success. Okay, so I'm going to move past them, appear on the other side. I'm not flanking, though, right? Or does Candoso have something that would allow that? Um, yeah, be able to make an unarmed attack. Yeah, I can, I can totally throw that punch. Okay, uh, cool. Then... I'm so that was one action. I'm gonna use. Do I want to use a second action? To, I'm just gonna use my next action to actually do a finisher here. Mm-hmm. This one is this one. I this one probably. I, I imagine Cassius feels like this one is probably close to being gone. Just wants to get rid. Oh yeah, she has singed as uh, you watch Candoso Friar. Let's see what you got for your finisher. Uh, so let's make the attack. Oh, that on the button. Does a 19 hit? Oh, yes. And as they are flat-footed, that is oh, just shy of a critical hit, unfortunately. Just a few shy. As um, the, the Bon Mon does not reduce their AC, right? No, no. Just perception and will. Okay. Okay, so yes. If I'm trying to faint, but I'm but this one is so hurt, there's really no reason to faint. That is a hit. What, what do we got for damage? Uh, do you have uh, a flat well, check for that, or? Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, roll that d twenty. Oh, no, I feel <laughs> like I feel bad about this. Okay, oh, nice. close. Yeah, close, close. Uh, we're going to be doing uh, nine, um, sixteen points of damage. Okay, guess what? She's very dead. <laughs> okay, I still have one, one action. One left. action, yeah. We're gonna faint this other one. Okay. Uh, so let's just roll a uh, whole natural two. 
I don't think that is a critical failure, but it is definitely a failure. Against the will DC, is that uh, for the faint? Perception DC. Oh, perception. Let me look at their perception. Not a critical failure, of course. Okay. Thank goodness. But that's my entire turn. Okay. Totally. That is going to bring us to their turn. One down. But don't worry, as we have more friends coming from the deck below, rushing up to the stern castle. And a couple that are going to move forward onto Honto as this this combat be joined. And uh, let's take let's take this combat and continue it on. I'm going to make an attack against Sandara. Oh, natural too. Oh, they failed very bad against Sandara. Uh, attack against Cassius. This one that has one has run up the stairs behind you, taking a couple actions to get there uh, and have their uh, short sword out. A ten on the dice. I'm sorry. What is your AC again? Eighteen. Oh, that is just a fail as they are not flanking with this one. Um, this lady is going to take an action to pick up her pike, I think. And second action, I think. Gotta go against Candoso. Oh, right? actually, I'm sorry. Uh, mm-hmm. I wanted to, I wanted to clarify something because I, I double checked the the rules. Actually, a success does not mean that they had, they are disarmed. It means that I have weakened oh. their grip. It means that they take a minus two to attacks until the end of their next turn. But then, okay, that makes a little more okay. sense. It, she yeah. she pulls this <laughs> pike out of your your leg and is now a little queasy from the experience. And uh, she sees she's got backup upstairs mm-hmm. and is going to try and kill the magic user, which you always do. No. But a negative two, a nine on the dice for the first attack is a miss. Gotta go second attack. Natural one. Oh, no. Oh, I hate to see oh, that. Oh, no. Oh, that's what we love, love, love. I don't think I can... I mean, I guess I could roll a, a natural 20 on my third attack, but I'm going to say she is so off-put by the nearly losing her weapon. She's going to try and get a better grip on it. And we will move on to these two that are going to attack you, Honto. A couple attacks coming your way. Oh, I've rolled very low. Ten and an eight against Honto's... Also missed. Uh, also roll a missed chance. Uh, well, I, I can, but they're <laughs> miss, misses before I got there. <laughs> oh, but make sure that they misses. double miss. <laughs> yeah, they're triply missing. Jeez Louise, I have not rolled great this turn. So let's uh, do a quick turn three and get to Alaris, who's got this one weakened in front of her uh, to start us off. Yeah, I really wish that someone were flanking with me. That would be nice. Um, (laughs) Can I faint to make this person flat-footed? Yep, it's a a standard deception skill check, right? So Patrick, do you think action should have the flat check as well? Mm, that's a good question. It is. I mean, based mm, on concealed, it just says a creature that you're concealed from must succeed at a DC five flat check when targeting with an attack spell or other effect. Shrug on the other effect part. Yeah, I don't know. I think I, I think if you're being targeted, yes, but I don't think that faint would would check. We'll check after because we'll, believe it or not, we're going to have some more combats on the ship. <laughs> we'll check maybe before next week. But for right now, make that faint check and we'll see what so we're... So that's deception. Okay. Just deception roll, right? Correct. Against their perception DC. Alright. 15 on the deception. 
Yep. 14 got it last turn, so that is a success. All right, so that means that it's flat-footed, so I'm actually going to get extra damage, assuming that this attack uh, hits. So I'm going to take another uh, swipe with my curved blade. Oh, that's only a 10 on the attack, though. Ooh, that is a miss. All Even right. She's going to try again, though. Attack number two. Oh, wow. <laughs> and it's another 10. Lovely. Uh-oh. Oh, right. Hey, no. consistency. At least she has that. (laughs) Uh, Sandara Quinn has a short sword out, and she's going to make some attacks against this pirate that has attacked her downstairs here. And I think the first one is a hit. The second one is a miss. And for the missed chance. All right. She has done max damage on a single attack roll against the pirate assailing her. As she looks back upstairs, sees Cassius Candoso. Holding their own, she's she's like, take the stern castle and I'll hold them off down here. Bingo, bingo. That brings us to Honto. Back up to you on the the steps leading up to the the stern castle. You've got a, a couple on you. So uh, just to be clear, because I think there's some there's probably some questions about what Honto is doing, <laughs> going on to another vessel and fighting. He's actually maintaining a very passive stance right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just holding up his hands and uh, is repeatedly asking them not to fight. <laughs> uh, but as the pikes continue to come at him, he's going to continue to make disarm checks. So oh, yeah. start with that. You can be as uh, passive as you want, but the rest of the pikes on the ship are like slaughtering their their shipmates. So no, I understand. <laughs> it's just this is this is what he has to do. Um, so I am noticing that there is two different arts being used here. Are these both pike wielders or does one of them have something else? No, I'm, I'm going to say the, the ones with the swords and their art do have out like a cutlass or a, a short sword kind of weapon. Okay. Um, I think the pike will be a little bit easier to disarm. So uh, I'm going to focus on the pike wielder and uh, do a couple disarm attempts. So here's the first one. The one uh, that is in front of Candosa right now? Um, no, the ones that are attacking uh, me uh, and only me up at the, the back okay. of the ship. Yep. That is fine. Go right ahead. Make that check. Uh, 25 for the first attempt. A success. So that, is that weakened is it, grip. Is that a critical success or just a success? Against uh, reflex, reflex DC. DC. You know what? A 25 is just critical success. Okay. So, ripping the, the item out of their grasp and it clatters to the ground there. Actually, if I have a free hand, I can take it. Well, that is also, but yes, that is also a possibility, right? I will throw it off the edge of the ship for my second action. <laughs> Knock the item out of the opponent's grasp. Boom, boom, boom. This is one of the things I read about it. Hold on. Rules disarm. I am sorry. On a, critical, uh, on, a critical, on a critical success, you still need a free hand if you want to take the item. This is on Core Rulebook, page 282. Okay, I was about to say, because it is. I'm looking at it. Just... It's not part of the action. It is not part of the action. But it is part of disarming. Uh, That will be two actions. Third action. What do you want to do? I'm going to try and disarm the person with the short sword. Oh, no. This this roll, minus four. All my weapons. Eight. So probably not going to do it. No, but not a critical fail. No. So he's he's just just like trying to avoid the stabs and trying to take their weapons. What? Third action? That was it. Okay, then we... Oh, sh- sugar bush. We need to roll those flat <laughs> DC5 checks. Oh, yeah. The, oh, yeah. The first one. 
Yeah, oh, we'll figure is... we'll figure out that we're in concealment eventually. <laughs> There's the first one. The second one doesn't matter. So yeah, we are okay. good. Woo. And moving on to Candoso, who we don't have to worry about because he can see through mists, see through magical mists. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see here. So I could get back to this point back here by this um, uh, ballista with a move action, right? Uh, unfortunately, there is a pirate in your way. This is, is there? Yeah, these are stairs leading up. So, so sorry. To, so you cannot move from here to here. So I, I, I can't do I can't do that. No, no. I mean, at, well, you can. You, oh, you'd be I climbing see what's happening. Up yeah. about ten feet to the the stern castle. I see. I see. I'm not uh, up on the highest level yet. No. Sorry, there's there's just so many tokens here. I can't. Quite oh, that this map is full for sure. <laughs> and these tokens don't have any kind of transparency. They're just big white squares. Yeah. Um. Well, let's see here. Well, I'm gonna align my shield, mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hold it right up at this uh, this one who just what just attacked me. Sure. And I'm gonna drop one more electric arc sort of through her to her friend, the cutlass-wielding person in front of uh, uh, Hanta. Sure. How far can that arc bounce? Uh, I mean, it's... I think it's within 30 feet. Oh, it's so far. <laughs> uh, let me go ahead and roll reflexes. Hey, a natural 20 and a natural 1. Guess what? Wow. <laughs> one has... Uh, <laughs> critically succeeded and one has critically failed at this save. Them's the rules. Oh boy. And uh, the, the critical fail is the uh, the one up top. The yeah. So up. so the one so the one who critically saves, I think they take no damage. Yes. Yay. Yay. But the one who critically fails taking a good amount. Take a bit more. Um yeah, seven and five, twelve. Ooh. You see this one in front of you, Honto, singed from an arc of electricity bouncing from the the deck below here. Another action? Or was that all three? That was all three. This uh, line up the shield. Pew. Cassius, though, onto you. Let's start trying to tumble through. Oh, my. 23, that's a tumble through. I'm going to peer out on the other side of you. Blast in behind this cutlass-wielding Ramadumi male soldier that has tried to flank you. Now he's getting almost flanked. Yep, and let's do. Do I just stab? Do I faint? Stab, faint, stab, faint, stab, faint. Let's faint. Uh, deception against your perception DC. Oh, 27. See, I've I've made two good rolls in a row. I've set up. <laughs> I've set up the whammy, and now I'll fail the whammy. Hey, just to go ahead and curtail some possible disappointment. Go ahead and roll your DC five mischance first. Well, you can you can do it either way, but yeah, <laughs> we won't forget. <laughs> sure. Here we go. Here's the flat check. Okay, I had it. Uh, so the attack's going to go off from the mist, and let's see. Let's do. I do a finisher here. I haven't harmed this one yet, so let's just do a regular attack with the short sword. Uh, oh, twelve on the dice. Twenty against your AC. Oh, that's a hit. 12 points of damage. Ooh, right. You're cutting this guy. Oh, I'm sorry. 14 points of damage. Nearly down. He is bloodied from the single attack, raking his backside. Uh, still up, though. And you have an action still? Nope. That, that was all three. Oh, one yeah, tumble through deception. Yeah, one to tumble, okay. one to decept, and one to attack. 
right, that is going to bring us back to their turn. This one's going to turn around and try and give you that what for back. We'll make a couple of attacks. Natural one and a natural five. Guess what? Those are two fears. Not, not today, Major. Short sword is looking failures. a tea bit dull. Oh, man. Uh, attacks against Sandara Quinn. One got off. And she is slashed another five points of damage. You hear her call out as she is going to certainly answer that in time. Uh, this one who you've disarmed, a little taken aback by Honto on <laughs> the stern castle, is still going to do her best and takes an action to pull out a small dagger and stab at you. Two thirteens. think the, yes, the first attack is going to be a hit for max damage. Um, seven points of damage, Honto. And her sword-wielding compatriot is going to make... So, disarming doesn't seem to be the optimal solution here. And, well, first let me make that flat miss check. Succeeded. All right, two attacks from the pirate to your side with the cutlass. A 14! (laughs) Two 14s. A 14 is a hit. Flat. The mist doesn't do anything this combat. We've all rolled very well on the mist chance. And this is going to be another d6... Uh, five points of damage from that attack. And finally, Kendoso and Laris, you've got one more pirate. Pike wielding in front of you. I think I think we're just going to first attack against Kendoso. Yeah, 11 on the dice. That is just a hit. Versus a 19. Oh, if you're at 19 now because of the shield, that is just a miss. Oh, well she, done, shield. You bounce it right off. Shieldy shield. And, uh She's going to try again, even though I don't think this is going to happen. Hey, natural 20 on the oh, dice. Oh, no. <laughs> She's stabbing right through your defenses, person. Take it. <laughs> Critical hit. Hey, hey, Patrick, roll a miss chance. Don't you do this to me, Seth. Don't you dare take oh, this away goodness. from me. Roll a miss chance. No! Yes! <laughs> natural toot. This is a wonderful game, no, and I will never say otherwise. Worst game ever. <laughs> That You're is welcome, their Jabert. turn oh. as you guys are slaking your bloodlust on the stern castle. The, the mists part for just a second <sighs> as you seem to be, be handling these guys very well. You get a, a reprieve as uh, as they're they're licking their wounds. I think I think as an action, she's just going to stride backwards for a second. <laughs> uh, after that huge failure, she stabs at the side of the ship just where Candoso was. You hear through the bloodshed down below, you spy some pirates and sailors ripping each other to shreds, and you see... Uh, actually, everyone make me a perception check. Oh, critical success from Honto up top. I th- oh, no, Alaris, I think you might be the only one that doesn't see this. You see Captain Barnabas Harrigan taking the main deck here, and a truly terrifying sight as he is cutting his way through multiple sailors. You see his blade stabbed into two immediately in front of him. And with a a quick flick of his wrist, the men are just coated in blood and slashes them down. Like they were made of, of paper. But with that perception check, Honto, Cassius and Candoso, uh, you all see that another sailor seems to be creeping up behind him. looks like he is as that your captain is finishing one of these men on the deck uh, he is defenseless for a second, and this guy's got his sword kind of hanging over your captain's <gasps> head. <gasps> of course, what happens 
next week in this battle is a tale for another time as we're going to wait on that to happen on next week's episode of A Dead Man Roll No Crits and continue the fight of the man's promise. I hope hope he makes it. Bum, bum, bum. (laughs) We'll figure it out. No more pirate actions. I decided to just quit Pathfinder 2nd Edition when my crit was negated by the only missed (laughs) chance. Missed, missed chance of this battle. I'm so angry. That's so brutal. I blame Seth. Pretty mean. Pretty mean. I can't believe you didn't get whipped once this game, Seth. Not I know. Once. It's it's really, you know, this episode's going so well for me. I'd like to thank the Academy. <laughs> Mr. Plug shows up behind you like, <laughs> he's gonna, it's gonna happen. This, this is going to happen. Oh, goodness. Sneak attack. We have, oh, there's so much combat still to come next week. There's so sailors assailing you right now. But yeah, that's going to do it for us. This is another two hour long episode. People are getting what they paid for on the Patreon. <laughs> <sighs> no beaten slashings or weapons whatsoever. But maybe next time. How excited are you, Seth, to be alive and not keelhold? I feel like I have started this campaign on borrowed time. And <laughs> I do not feel like that has changed. You just keep hitting the snooze clock on Armageddon. Pretty much, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness gracious you guys uh liking your characters at level two so far oh yeah we'll see if they survive it would help if i could hit you know ever there's, but... there's so much combat it'd be left. even Don't more worry. enjoyable <laughs> you'll have more chances rebecca <laughs> okay that's going to do it for us uh folks thanks for playing with me thank, thank you, you so much thank you Everyone out there, thanks for making this a, a weekly podcast where shenanigans happen on the high seas. <laughs> um, thank you, Patreon subscribers, and we will see you next time on Dead Men Roll No Crits. Farewell. Later. Farewell, me mateys. I heard it, heard it, heard it, heard it.